Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. I'm Andrea Askowitz, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. And I'm Allison Langer. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. You like that? Shit. That's your favorite part. Shit. There's no place in the world like writing class. And we want to bring you in. Today on our show, we bring you the winner of our latest writing contest. We put out a call for stories. The prompt? A time I had an unpopular opinion. Our winner is Jen Antill. Her story coming up after a word from our sponsor. We're back. This is Andrea, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Up next is a story from Jen Antill, a listener from northern New Mexico. She's a shaman. And she's an astrologer. And she's working on her first book. Here's Jen telling her story in response to the prompt, Unpopular Opinion. The internet cafe is humming around me. I can feel the heat from the modems. They are working hard to connect to life across the oceans. I'm in New Zealand. It's the furthest place I can be from my home in Phoenix, Arizona. That ragged desert. The place I have tried to get as far away from as I can. But now, I need to get back there. I need to go home. I'm 24 and pregnant, and before you congratulate me, let me say that I don't want to be pregnant. A few hours ago, I was peeing on a stick in a public bathroom while a line of strangers waited for me to finish outside. I was taking longer than usual. I'm sure they thought I was having traveler's diarrhea. Don't worry, I'm just uncovering the fate of the rest of my life in here, but yes, impatiently knock on the door to see what's taking so long. My boyfriend Derek was waiting outside, audibly eating potato chips. I don't know when my last period was. I don't use period cycle apps because iPhones have not been invented yet. I don't color in red in my day planner to hallmark the coming of my blood because I'm traveling and I don't have a day planner. I spend days on trains, looking out the window at sheep, so I can climb giant glaciers. Life has different priorities these days. I call my mom from a payphone. She picks up. Hi, babe. How are you? She's cheerful. She sounds up. Mom, I'm pregnant. There's no need to dabble around in the details of my New Zealand life. I may as well just stab her in the gut from the get-go. Oh, shit. She doesn't try and cover up her disappointment. She doesn't try and feign excitement. She doesn't pretend to talk about baby names or gender reveal parties. She goes straight to... How can we get you home and unpregnant? I cry into the rusty payphone. My mom says, I'll call your father. We'll get you a plane ticket home. As long as I'm writing emails to other people about my pregnancy or talking into payphones, I don't have to deal with Derek. I can get lost in the reactions and responses of everyone else. It's easier this way. I can avoid his monologues to try and get me to become a mother. 
Derek still wants me to have his baby. I want to get as far away from him as I can. New Zealand could have been a really beautiful place. It could have been a place I loved and longed for when I looked back on my travels. But instead, it's a place I associate with standing above a toilet, using the strength of my thighs to hold me above the seat and trying to aim my urine onto a tiny stick without peeing on my hands. I see an email from my church group back home. It's a group message. I'm not into church anymore, but these people were my community. They were my family for a really long time. And just because I'm not into Jesus anymore doesn't mean I don't still love them. We spent years walking the inner streets of Phoenix together, knocking on the doors of project apartments and recruiting kids for our Christian summer camps. We rode the city buses together. We cried when the kids we knew were shot and stabbed. We went to funerals. We tried to get little kids to ask Jesus into their hearts. We made water slides in the summer and read Bible verses in the winter. We were more than a church. We were a team. They gave me permission to explore the poorest and darkest neighborhoods of Phoenix and allowed me to see that I wasn't all that different from the people we were trying to save. I read the group email and respond to Kelsey, my best friend from church. I've known her since I was eight years old. I write, Dear Fat Rabbit, guess what? I'm flipping pregnant. I can't believe it. I need to come home. I need to get an abortion. I'm trying to fly home as soon as possible. Derek wants me to keep the baby, but I can't do that. I've got to get out of here. I'll try and call you soon. Love, Jiggly Pig. I press send. Seconds pass. Why does it say I have sent that email to 73 people? Why does it say that I've sent that email to 73 people? I fucking hit reply all. My hands are numb. My breath has stopped. My entire church group just got my email about my upcoming abortion. I have just made my looming sin public. As I wait to see if anyone responds, I realize that my life has changed. I can't go back. Everyone knows I want an abortion. Now I'm on the fringe of my once beloved community. The identity that I crafted so carefully while I was amongst them has changed. I have 73 witnesses. I laugh out loud. Holy shit. I'm horrified. But the only thing for me to do in this moment is to accept what I've just done, so I laugh. The laughter makes me feel like I'm accepting something. I'm accepting the termination of this pregnancy. I'm accepting that my relationship with Derek is over. I'm accepting that I've just officially alienated myself from my entire church community. I didn't go home. I went to the wild mountains of New Mexico and began to figure out who I really am. I don't think I ever really wanted the things they wanted. I thought I did. I thought I wanted to marry a man and look into the blue eyes of my children, but it turns out I didn't want to be a mom. Now at 33, I'm relieved I don't have a nine-year-old. Wow. Okay. So that's a really intense ending. Strong. Very strong. 
Um, we chose this story as the winner of the contest because the narrator's choices could be considered hugely unpopular. Right. For so many people, abortion is hugely unpopular. But what I think is so interesting about this piece is that it's so unpopular in her world. She sent that email to 73 people. Um, When I just listened to it, it made me laugh when she wrote, oh, my God, why does it say that I wrote that I sent this to 73 people? And then she talked about the reason she was laughing. The reason I was laughing, because it's so bad. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's so uncomfortable. No. Like, my laughter was like. But haven't you done that before? Like, I felt like it was very specific, but it was completely universal. Yes. Because who hasn't done that? Yeah. So she just revealed her unpopular opinion to all of her people. But it was like the boost she needed to, like, be like, okay, now I fucked everything up. Let me move on with my life. Right. That's true. But then what she did, which is awesome in this story, is that she not only gave us one unpopular opinion, which is that she wanted and had an abortion, but that she also doesn't want to be a mom. So the story turned into that. It turned into a story about a woman who doesn't want to be a mom. And that's not a popular opinion in so many circles. Well, that's what some people think, obviously. We don't. But we have um, people in our class who struggle to write about this, too, that they're constantly like, what do you say when somebody says Happy Mother's Day? Or, you know, all those kind of things. Or if you don't, they're constantly trying to figure out why they don't. It's like something that they just can't just be like, I don't. No, it's true. No one can accept that. Do I or don't I want to be a mom is an enormous question. But let's talk about the idea of using a prompt that like this one. So this prompt is unpopular opinion. So basically what we were doing, what we were trying to get from our listeners uh, were stories about the time you were the bad guy. And that's such a good start for a story because there's tension, there's conflict, there's like, oh, I did this shitty thing. And yeah. those always, not always, but so often lead to a really wonderful story. Yeah. And Jen Antill. She did a great she, job. She did it. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Jen Antill, for sharing your story. Hey, listeners, we want your stories. Send us your best, true, personal stories. Go to our website, writingclassradio.com. Hit the submissions tab for our guidelines. Then before you submit, listen to a bunch of our episodes to get a sense of what we air. Being familiar with style and content will always up your chances of becoming famous. Or at least getting published in all publications. So know the publication before you submit. Also, we're a paying publication. Oh, we pay a small stipend for all stories we air from our listeners. Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Andrea Askwitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Justina Chandler, and additional music by Poddington Bear. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by and recorded at the Launchpad at the University of Miami. This episode is sponsored by the podcast Made Visible, which brings invisible illness to light. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including video classes, stories to study, and editing resources. If you love this show and enjoy all the extras on our website, hit the support us button. Writing Class Radio is taking a little break to work on our next season. We'll be back in your feed at the end of February, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Hi. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.